afternoon, good evening, good metal. My name's Coop and welcome to the Spoken Metal Show. This episode continues a, a something of a theme where I talk to bands from other countries and other cultures and other, uh, other societies about their various struggles and, and their scene and what they're experiencing as well as the things that connect us all within this beautiful metal metal world. Uh, to this particular episode, I speak to a band called Akachak, a Croatian stoner rock band who are fabulous and, and, and got in touch about appearing on the show, as any band or artist or promoter or anybody involved in the metal business uh, as such can can get in touch with me and, and, and ask to be on the show and we'll have a conversation and it'll be, yeah, that's great. I, I, I welcome any and all people who want to come on the show, and I'm already building up quite a list of people to get through, which is a great situation to be in. Uh, more than, than anything, I'm listening to a lot of new music that I hadn't heard before and getting introduced to a lot of bands that I hadn't heard of before, which is absolutely superb and always the goal of this show. Akachak have a new single out at the moment called Lone Wolf, which I strongly suggest check out. It's fabulous. In fact, everything that they're doing at the moment is absolutely superb, and I'll put links on the social media to the various uh, bits and pieces that you should definitely check out. But let's get straight into it. This was my conversation with Akachak. So, ladies and gentlemen, I got a, a really wonderful treat in, in the, the search for different scenes and different sort of music out there. Um, a band called Akachak uh, approached me uh, and asked to come on the show and talk a little bit. I thought it was a great opportunity to speak to them because I've already been sharing some of their music, which is superb, but also to get a window into their world and into, uh, into their country and what's going on in their scene. And fantastic that I can finally welcome uh, Milay to the show. Welcome, sir. Yeah, it's so nice to meet you, man. And thank you for sharing our music and everything, man. It's uh, yeah, right off the bat, it's it was it's great stuff. I'll put some links on the on the show. But uh, for those that haven't heard this band, it's it's superb. It's 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 stoner. It's it's blues. It's it's Caius. It's it's all that type of good stuff. And then it's going in some great other directions as well. I mean, I'm going to get into that. There's there's an awful lot I want to ask about the music. I suppose the the first sort of protocol is always to ask him. Um, where did music come into your life then? When did you first start hearing it? And what was the music you heard? Uh, we are from a small place. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's far better to explain it. Uh, a lot of people that know for Croatia, for the country, knows about cities like Zagreb and Split. Zagreb is the middle one, the main capital city. And the Split is the most beautiful place uh, beside the sea. And we got our place. That's maybe 30 kilometers north from Splits. We have mountains, we have rivers, uh, and the rest of the beauty and from the nature. So uh, getting music in our place was, it was for us, maybe for the brothers, maybe easy because we had the fathers that got their music, got the CDs from Caius, from Black Sabbath, from Metallica to Led Zeppelin to BB King and the rest of the guys. Yeah, maybe we were the first family who had the cassette of Sleeps Dragon Out. Yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. For sure, the first one in the scene. And it started like that, uh, getting some into pretty punk music, to rock music, to playing drums, from guitar to drums. And after the fathers uh, taking out the band and let's do some etch check thing and then it was from the start we made some kind of rock noise and it was <laughs> started growing with everything with the like growing up to drugs to drinking to okay, okay we sounded like stoner rock yeah we should be okay slavic stoner rock ssr cool it's not <laughs> russian but it's the simplest explanation that can be if we yeah as you said 
it got blues, it got Caius, it got psychedelic. Uh, mm. It's everything. So did, it's you, just did, did you have like, what was the sort of the first albums that you were listening to then and the first sort of artists that you were listening to? Ooh, maybe the first one that caught up my mind, it was like, uh, if you're talking early age, I can remember uh, Led Zeppelin 4. Mm. Yeah, that was the pretty much big hit. Of course, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath, still gathered that my first vinyl. It's all scratched and it can play any song, but I still got it on the wall. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like childhood. And of course, uh, Kill Em All. <laughs> and we can go somewhere between that. Nola, of course. Yeah. Uh, Lose for the Sun, Caius. And maybe that was the first one. If if you if you split my head, you will find that. <laughs> it's all parts yeah. of that put together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. it maybe the, was first, it? the first riff that I learned every on guitar? Usually in this area, I don't know how it's okay. I know how it's in the world because we now got the internet and all the shit. But I don't know. Me for for me, it was the Iron Man. If you get me. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. First ever if Iron Man, it was not smoke on water, it was not like, <laughs> I don't know, Stamination Army, it was like Iron Man. It was, and combining, if I could remember good, combining it with the uh, lick from the Paranet. I didn't oh, yeah. know that was, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the second song. For me, it was the same song. Yeah. <laughs> the same key, the same song. <laughs> yeah. Was was it easy to find thing. music uh, uh, in, in, in kind of uh, around that area? Was it with, with the record shops? Was it easy? No. no. From house to house, from uh, hand to hand, uh, like wow. burning CDs and everything, uh, of course, Pirate Bay and everything. Yeah. Our older, older brother went to Zagreb to college and he got the free internet. So, okay. So he was the subject of getting every, every possible <laughs> music online that we could have. Yeah. In time with that, I didn't have a comp, PC or something like that. Yeah. Well, this is this is the thing that that happened when when piracy was big and people were burning CDs. Yes, the people talk about the bad side of that. The bands weren't getting the music, but sometimes that was the only way of of you hearing an artist because you couldn't actually buy the CDs and you couldn't get the CDs, so you would have to do it that way. You'd have to kind of do it that guerrilla underground method to even hear music, you know. For the Balkan place of Balkan, I, let's call it like that. For Croatia, Bosnia, Serbia, Montenegro, uh, maybe in eighties, seventies, nineties, there was a good selling finals and records from Balkan bands. Maybe in nineties, when civil war was happening, or I should say war, especially it was not civil. Uh, but in that time, uh, teenagers older than me, could get some albums, but in a six-month period of getting late. If, I don't know, Nevermind came in night in a ninth month, they arrived it maybe four months later. Right, there was, was a like big that. delay. But, but they could, of course, get it. And as I was growing up, there was a lot of vinyl CDs coming up. So, yeah. Because that's like, you know, we think about, you know, problems getting to a record store or a record store opening and that type of thing. But you were you were trying to listen to music during a time of conflict, when a, in, a, in a, essentially a war zone, you know, where you're trying to find music and, and that type of thing. That must have been 
crazy. Uh, I'm gonna quote on my friends uh, to maybe close up and end up the end story yeah. about the war. Yeah. Uh, he was maybe seven years old, and he told uh, maybe the funniest, smartest quote that kid could ever say. Hmm. Uh, in that age, the funniest, the funnest part of his life was living with other kids in sanctuaries with while was war going on. Yeah. You were sharing the food, you were sharing the music, you were sharing their experience, yes. so many games and everything. Mm. And everybody ate from the same plate. Yeah, it creates it. like a yeah. connection, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. everybody's... After yeah. that, after the war, after everything going on, democracy, blah, 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 political shit, yeah. every, the people just split and we became Europe. Right. <laughs> we became sure. civilization, we became, okay, we got everything, every, every house is like three floors and something like that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I like living in a village and split yeah. is close, everything's close. If you want to travel for three and a half hours, you're in Zagreb. For five hours, you're in Ljubljana and Slovenia. If you're, if you're not like stuck in your four corners, you don't have to worry. Yeah. yeah since I was 16, I was on a tour, so I don't really care about that. You can take me anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Nomadic like mentality too. Yeah, I get that. What was it? What was it like? And you, when did you get to your sort of first live shows? What were they like? Mm, Thirteen years old, Serbian punk band Ate's Trap. That was the, for sure my first one. Mm. Except the few local bands from I don't know. It was two thousand five, two thousand four, mm. two thousand three. I think I got some posters over there. Uh, yeah, it was uh, like, uh, since I met, uh, met myself as a teenager, there was always shows. So this, uh, depends what you like to listen. Yeah. yeah. In scene, as scene, small town probably now has maybe 10 or 11 bands for 25,000 people. Okay. That's very that good seems pretty, Yeah, are they all metal yeah, bands? Is that all or metal and rock bands, or is it kind of a symphonic metal? Symphonic metal, uh, yeah. trap rappers, rappers with the band, country band, blues band, heavy noise band, yeah, uh, trash metal bands. We got uh, Scottish punkers now. <laughs> <laughs> sure, <laughs> why not? Like uh, a metal version of Rasputin or something like that, kind of. <laughs> Oh, I like the sound of that, a metal version of Rasputin. I like that. That sounds wicked. <laughs> yeah, uh, we call uh, uh, Radagast, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, fun name to remember, yeah. I hope <laughs> they guys record some album because they, they're fun as shit. Great band. <laughs> and yeah. you got a lot of bands from C. Yeah, now in Split, as the bigger town, maybe 150,000 people, you got maybe four active bands. Mm. If you get my drift. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So then, is there, is there many larger mm. bands coming through on the touring cycle? Because don't, you don't see Croatia on people's touring schedules quite a lot, do you? So do you Unfortunately, you just, just Zagreb. Just Zagreb, the main capital city. Because yeah. uh, every, uh, every town got students in Zagreb. Mm. And if the, I don't know, if any from... Mastodon to Children of Bottom, if they're coming to Zagreb, you know the guys from Split, from uh, Osijek, from Rijeka, from Dubrovnik are going to come, and everybody just traveling. If somebody like uh, 
we went to Bongzilla in Belgrade. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. 15 hours of driving to see one band, why not? Because we have friends in Belgrade. <laughs> yeah, it sounds a little bit nuts because 15 hours yeah. sounds good. That's from one side to, to USA to another. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing that that's the thing that some people listening from, say, the UK will 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 not really understand just how vast, like, so it's Croatia and and, and places like that in Belgrade and Germany, how vast they are. And you have to travel several hours to go and see a band. It's not like it's a two hour drive. It's like a 10 hour drive and a 15 hour drive. It's it's real lengths. It's real devotion to go and see see a band. So what were the yeah, kind of the especially, first? Especially the tickets. If you're yeah. 16 years old now and you want to go, maybe, I don't know how, but we were talking about maybe Varduna. Yeah. Mm. Uh, to see them, it was like 400 euros. It's like maybe 35 euros. Mm. Something like that. Yeah. It was like for the kid. Uh, I, I lied to you. It's not 35, it's 45. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It was like, okay. What we're talking about? Wow. No kid ain't gonna buy that ticket, unfortunately. And when we got to the show, it was all the older people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fight. yeah that's got married. Uh, no, maybe four teenagers. Do you feel? Do you feel that because of the like back then anyway? Because there was a bit of time, say a big album would come out and you'd get it six, seven, eight, nine months later. Did you feel at that time you were behind what was coming out? Did you find yourself behind the scenes and stuff that you were? I, I was really small at that time. Yeah. But as my brother told me, they didn't care because it's like, I have to explain the type of bands that he brought to me as I was six years old. We're talking about 1996, 97. Wow. In one week, he brought me Four first four albums from Snoop Dogg. After right. that, it was like Napalm Death mixed with Motherhead compilation. <laughs> okay. Next week, next, next week it was Borsum, uh, Dimo Borger, and uh, Sabatura. It was right. mixed from everything to everything, and yeah, he didn't yeah. care. Yeah. New jams from week to week, and the friends like burned the CDs, brought the copies of the cassettes. Okay, and I, I remember the cassette, it was, I think it, it broke at half how many times we listened. It was like from, as we were joking on creation, from, um, from Doors to Cannibal Corpse. Mm. The whole spectrum alphabet of music, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's so important when, you, when you're listening to new music, especially at that age, that young age, that you have someone who goes, look, check this out, this is fucking great, and check this out, this is amazing, and this is, and check this band out. It's nice to have that someone like a, a bit of a gatekeeper to kind of um, show you new music, you know what I mean, introduce you to bands and stuff like that. It's so important that, you know, uh, and it's, it's like you say, your brother was, was that guy for, for, for you. Um, so when did it go from listening to this music and then wanting to play this music? Because you started as a guitarist, right? Yeah, I started as a guitarist, maybe 12 years old, and it was like, uh, as I first saw the live performance of that band I told you, Atis Trap from Novsad, mm. one of the oldest punk bands in Balkan, for sure. Mm. Uh, when I saw them, it was like, okay, that's it, I'm going to do this. And it was like, start playing, start making shows, start making your own shows, making your own tickets draw your own posters and everything and yeah i started with the, my first 
blues band, yeah, blues rock band, and really quickly end up going into heavy shit. Yeah. Mm. So when did you? When? So now you're on drums, is that right? Yeah. Now I'm drums. Uh, the funny thing and short short story is uh, it uh, we didn't have any drummers to find. And it was like I own the drum. And you should play a drum. Okay. You, <laughs> just, you own some. No drummers in a radius of 45 kilometers. No. The only older guys who wants to get paid when they're playing, like they're doing covers and shit. Yeah. Okay. I'm the only one. Only one. And that time I ended up playing in 11 bands. Believe <laughs> or not. Fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe and remembering for 11-hour sets. 11-hour set list from all the bands. What? Sure. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, M- Mele is living proof that the, the drummers are in every band. They're in, like, this guy's in 11 bands. Were they the same yeah. type of music, or was it different? What, what the no, fuck? No, it was, was it different. different. One was a grunt, one was stretch metal, one was blues. I, I even tried the jazz, but I... Because <laughs> it's uh, all that was left. Uh, I, I wanted to try because I got the, some big respects from a few jazz players from my life and like adoring uh, Buddy Rich and all the drummers from that age. But it was yeah. like, okay, this is too fucking tough. I can't keep up with yeah. these guys. It was it was fun to try. But, so. but it's, probably, it's probably done your playing really good to be in so many bands and see so many different styles and different things. You... It probably helped you as a drummer enormously that then, you know what I mean? When you maybe actually decided to come Maybe the far greatest thing that helped me is was playing guitar. guitar. Mm. I can see the guitar player anywhere, bass player, I don't care. Mm. I can see the hands, I can see where you are. If you're jamming with me, if it's riff, 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 something else, I know what's the measure of that, and I can see the drums in second. Yeah, that that's, that was the most far helping thing for me to maybe be the drummer who I am now. Yeah, I don't know. You can yeah. judge am I good or not. Did you did you start touring then as well? Did you go outside of 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 your area and outside of Croatia and and, and places beyond that? Maybe the farthest I went it was uh, in kilometers uh, playing. Mm. It was. Uh, fuck me. Dublin, London, Liverpool. Okay. Uh, that's the far farthest I went with my other band. A few years ago, we went on two UK tours. Sure. Yeah. Did you? And 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 it, the obvious question is: Did you notice many dis, uh, sort of changes with, with with playing in Europe and then playing in the UK? Was it a whole different scene? Was the similarities? What was it, what was different? For me, when I'm on a tour, I'm just for the tour. Mm-hmm. And everything else, parting. Uh, we played. Uh, if you've been to Liverpool Sound City Festival, yeah, 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 yeah. We played. I think 2017. That was not with the Achichak. That was with the M O R T, or I should say Mort, mm-hmm. with the dots. Mm-hmm. My other band, and uh, noise rock, alternative rock, psychedelic. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to call it. And we got some prom- promoter that's from Croatia, that's living in UK guys do you want to come yeah why not uh you're playing sound city was the sound city and i noticed that we're playing in front of the son of ian dury yes 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that, that year we played, I killed him now. I think it was 2017. And I met the guy that was one of the coolest things for me. And it was really fun. And I loved it, uh, especially London, Liverpool. Liverpool is like bigger version of Split. Wow, okay. Beside the sea, beside the sea every right. time you, you can see somebody's drunk. It's not, it's not like, okay, from, for the strangest thing in UK, for us, it was like drinking from two, two afternoon. Yeah. In Croatia, everybody's drinking uh, after 10. <laughs> it's like, okay, you can't buy alcohol. No, you can't. So it's the most funny thing and see the other bands and how bands think. Unfortunately, on Sound City, it was a so small number of heavy bands mm. it was like more alternative pop rock bands yeah but it was interesting to see how the scene works how many london has uh, so 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 many clubs mm. london sorry uh, liverpool uh, mm. and london especially uh, and it was uh, we ended up in london in a time that was a uh, desert fest yeah mm. that was one of the connections uh, it was like Seeing some guys where you're from Italy, yeah, cool, where are you going to Desert Fest? We're playing Electric Wizard, shit. It's good that you've got someone who's based in this country who is aware of what's going on in your country because quite often we it, it, discovering bands outside of your country can be very difficult, you know what I mean? Because there's so, there's so much music finding someone that you haven't heard before from a different country can be almost impossible. You know, it's, so it's good that you've got a guy in the UK who could say, Hey, you know, check these guys out and, and they should come over and play it. That's very cool. You're, you're talking like you, you're from Balkan, but they went to the internet. You have, you just write the band and the genre. Do you want to hear everything mm. is over there? Everything is on a PC or something. You can find the band. You can mm. support the band, buy the vinyls, buy the t-shirts. I discover every year I discover so many bands. There's no number for that. Yeah, because that's my occupation. I do that. I work in a music shop. I'm a drummer. I own the studio and do the, all the things, producing, mixing. If I'm living the music, you have to always try to learn something about it. Yeah, there's just like it, especially if you're going to do it, you know, fully do it and fully embrace it. Do every single part of it, you know. Don't do part time this stuff. You know, fully embrace it. And is I mean, do, we talked. Uh, I've talked to a couple of people this week on about their their own scenes in their own country. And before the pandemic and coronavirus and all that nonsense, the 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 live scene was having difficulties. Then was it the same? Was it the same over there for you? Were you having problems with, with live venues closing and 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 that type of thing? And not a lot of people come to the show. Did you find that? Uh, I don't know what to say about that. Uh, maybe you could see in my eyes how how would I look that situation. Hmm. Uh, it was the beginning of two thousand and twenty, and they told us what's going to happen. Even a few colleagues, managers, it's okay, this is going to happen. You ain't going to go anywhere. You have to stay home, blah, blah, blah. You ain't, and you ain't going on a tour. Uh, also, on the other side, Achichak just got the full plate, fully played, great live perform moments like band. Okay, we're doing it. We're going to start live performing and fuck it. You ain't going to go. And on the other hand, I've been touring since I was 16. That's almost over 15 years. 
Mm-hmm. For me, it was like, okay, one year off. Hmm. Interesting. I can do one year off. Why do not? One. Yeah, you do one. Uh-huh. I'm going to, okay, I'm going to record. So no, no live shows. Okay, mm-hmm. no. Oh, good. I'm going to record. I'm going to do some new music, do some things, get the ads check back on the track, record a few first albums. And I had a mission and I did the mission. But in 20, uh, 2021, at the beginning of this year, it was like ass scratching him, man. I need to get my roads. Sure. Yeah, and something happened smaller, but as the Edge Check thing, as the Edge Check band, we now recording the third album, so we're planning the tour on um, spring next year. Sure. So we're thinking about that and thinking about doing some live sessions, uh, more videos, and everything else. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, Mele is the the epitome of a working musician. And obviously, during the pandemic, he's gone and switched to recording and being in the studio and concentrating on Adichak and and doing that. And that's fantastic. But what he also highlights here is just how one thing serves the other. So you get an itch to play live again because that's part of the writing process. It's part of the playing of your band. You can't just do this stuff online. You can't just do this stuff by recording, you have to play live. It becomes an important part of the music, doesn't it? Uh, it becomes integral to it. That becomes, it is a more, most important. Mm. Yeah, everything what we do, we can, we, we can talk in, maybe in words of biggest bands. Mm. Maybe somebody had a short road, long road. We don't care. But on the other hand, live shows are where is that. If yeah. you're going to get the fans, if you're going to get the friends, if you're going to meet the people, you have to do the live shows. Everything, now you can take the map of the world and my brother just, I don't know, flip the coin. I will, I will tell you where I have friends just because of the tour. Everything, yeah. uh, everything and everybody. And that's yeah. the one of the most important thing on the music. Maybe people don't realize and you, they can say my music is most important. Don't shit me. You have to travel. You have to see it for yourself. Mm. If you didn't try the tour, you have to live through the tour. I I get some people are not for that. Some people are get disgusted from that. But road dogs gonna stay road dogs. It was chapter absolutely correct. It's something that you know. It's in you. It's it's inside you. It's it's something. It's a call. It is a call, and you 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 get used to playing live and. All lots of my friends I've met through touring and working with them and touring it, and all my kind of friends and family do that type of thing. It becomes a whole part of your life, and and to have that taken away for a year is fucking awful, you know. So it's nice yeah. to get back. So let's talk a little bit about Adichak and and kind of this the, the stuff you're doing with them. I mean, going back and listening to all your stuff um, over the last couple of days, it's it's superb. It's it's really strong, and and the new stuff now is really. You give yourself loads of space and it's loads of room and it's 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 hugely atmospheric, but it's also super heavy as well. Um, so this new stuff uh, that you right now, how close are we to, to hearing that? The new stuff that you're doing for the next album, how close is that? Uh, let's talk in um, if High Mountain is something that we are. It was like when it uh, came out, it was like okay, good. <laughs> next one is gonna be like uh, 
okay, how to say in box terms. <laughs> <Did you get it? laughs> yeah, coming like out that, swinging, yeah. coming out swinging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's gonna go for sure swinging. And we were listening to final demo before the entering the studio. Yeah, for the next few days, it was like after six songs, and I think the ninth song is the like easiest one. It was like. Mm. Finally, the easiest game. <laughs> great, great. It was like okay, too much, too heavy, but we're gonna see. Yeah, we're yeah, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're so excited about that and finally recording it. And uh, some of the boys worked through the summer, so we haven't seen our, each other for maybe a month, and mm. it was like already nerve-breaking. And so finally, have you got a think, have you got a date for the first sort of shows back? Have you played since since you've able to play live? Have you played? Uh, we didn't. We work on uh, so many things uh, on our lives, like yeah. building houses and everything else, building yeah. a studio, new apartment, and fixing up some rooms and equipment and everything. And we said it okay. This year is going to go like in PR. Mm. We're going to do as much we could. Yeah, get the internet and social like uh, Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, fans, friends, get mm. them collected. Yeah, that they know where we are, who we are, what we do, and let's make room for when the next album came uh, comes out. We're going on a tour. We're gonna have new dates with the new album and everything yeah. else. Yeah, it's it's all about kind of just. Uh, it's always the way when you're in a band and it's it, it and you, and you're a working musician, you have to be able to change with the wind and change to the things that you need to do. And and like you say, you know, if you can't go, go on the road, okay, well, we'll just record and look at our social media and look at our you know do interviews and that type of thing and do as much as we can. And then when the when the starter gun goes off, we can get back to playing live and do that and and get involved in that because a lot of bands struggled over that year or so that they couldn't go and play live because they didn't understand the the PR side of things, didn't understand the social networking side of things. So it's been quite difficult, Bands, but it sounds as though you've really kind of just gone, okay, we can't play live, fuck that. We'll just go and we'll, we'll lean right into doing everything else. Like you say, building houses and getting on with your life, you know? Yeah, as I always as I realized maybe 10 years, 10 years ago, uh, if you remember the one of the greatest sentences sentence from uh, Lemmy's documentary. If he couldn't play a bass, he's going to ta- take care of your guitar. As he was roadie for the... Yeah, for Hendrix. Hendrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of those words caught up over there. If yeah. you can't play, you're going to be tech. I toured with some bands this year. Mm. If, I'm, if I ain't going to play, I'm going to support somebody, mm. do something, earn... Money is not a problem, so like if I'm earning something and being a yeah. tour tech, run tech, great. That's a, that that's a great attitude, that me. Like, that's a that's a really great attitude that you know, look, you know, if I if I can't you play a band, yeah, I think it's a superb yeah. way of looking at things. Because off too often people are like, Well, I just want to be the star of the show, and it's like, well, sometimes you can't be sometimes you have to help other people with what they're doing, you know. It's, um it's smaller than sometimes. Yes. Yeah. You yeah, have to build up. I I seen how you can do amazing things in place, small place like Balkan. Mm. I with my other band, we did like we're 
rock and roll bands from Croatia that mm. are playing, that are living maybe fifth album already and everything, and getting like in good paid and everything, mm. getting tour, getting calls, having interviews, big interviews, blah, 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 and every that shit. But on the other hand, a lot of people ask me, okay, why do you need working with your brothers from Matchcheck? Why do you need that? I need that because I want to do that. Yeah. Uh, like a lot of colleagues from musicians said, you don't need another band. I need another band. You don't understand, baby. I need a lot of sound. I need a lot of touring. Yeah, some for in Balkan, the problem of touring is like uh, Balkan is forever been like weekend touring place. If you're mm. gonna play, you're gonna play, play Friday, Saturday, maybe Thursday, uh, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, especially maybe on maybe on uh, summers, maybe for five or six days, mm. but it's never longer. Mm. And for Atchek, we're gonna do shows that going every night with some uh, like bus stops in one day, two days, and get on with the tour. Mm. Yeah, doing some that at least takes for maybe a month, half of a month, something like that, yeah. I think uh, it's it's just a really refreshing attitude that you have as a band, and it comes across, I think, uh, to anybody listening to the show. I will put links to the um, to, to the various projects you're involved in, really, because it's very clear that you're um, exactly the type of person I wanted to speak to on this show, someone who's, who's out there living this completely, you know, supporting other bands, playing with them, uh, you know, recording them all that sort of thing as well as being in your own band it's like you know you, you you couldn't have put it better when you said i need the sound i thought that what a great way of looking at it you know you that, that someone will, will listen to this and in the same way that you listened to and heard lemmy say that you know he, if he wasn't playing bass he'd be looking after someone else's bass someone will hear this now will understand what you mean when you say i need that sound i need sounds i need to need to be doing this it, it's a calling it's something inside you and and I think that's an, a fantastic outlook. That's a fantastic outlook. Just as a little side thing, did you say then you own studios as well and you work at studios? Yeah, we got our own studio, yeah, the mm. Cage Studios from Etchcheck. Uh, and uh, we built up one, one of the biggest studios in uh, Split, the mm. CCC studio. That's a new brand new one. Yeah, the first time in Split we're going to have... Uh, 250 meters uh, square uh, did I say it right yeah of studio place yeah uh, for the first time that's the one of the biggest studios in now I think in Croatia yeah wow for sure. and is it yeah. is it recording all kinds of artists or is it just metal and rock is yeah, it all kinds? Uh, that studio are, is like a project of our my six friends all producers on yeah. everything it's going to be from all kind of types of music and everything, but uh, we're happy we're gonna be like test subjects are for uh, this album of ours in that studio. Wow, that's it looks really amazing, and the guy did the perfect job with everything. So finally, we're gonna do some it's, serious it's, damage to it. it. It sounds like you know you you and your guys and and your friends just seem to be like we need to have a place to record, so we're gonna make a studio. We need to do this. So you just get it done. You just like, look, okay, we need this. So let's go and do this. And there's no thought process of of if you can or can you afford it or is it possible? You just go and fucking do it. It just sounds like you you just get it done. You can always do some, you're you're talking like you're, uh, how to say, sorry, uh, amazed by my looking, but uh, what's the alternative way? 
<laughs> I, 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 I just think it's fabulous. I think there's a lot of people that sit in other countries and go, oh, well, uh, I, I can't record this because I don't have access to this and, and put a load of barriers in their way to stop them from doing something. And it's just really cool to hear someone like yourself. I think the same way, mate. I think I'm exactly the same way. I'm like, I'll find a way. I'll figure it out. I'll get a way to get on tour. I'll get a way to fix the band. I'll get a way to do this. I'll figure it out one way or the other. I will make it work. And and yep. it's the, the, more people need to hear that. More people hear that. They, they hear, listen, find a way. Find a way. If you believe in what you're doing, and if you believe in the music, you will find a way. Thing you'll find a way. Say you're that you're talking like that because one thing crossed my mind maybe a few days ago. Of course, while smoking, but uh, on the other <laughs> hand, it was like so many people watched so many so small number of documentaries that apparently me and you watched mm. from Lemmy to, I don't know, from Anvil to, yeah, I don't know. You got so many documentaries that told you what to do, how mm. to do, what's the sides, good and bad sides of, let's call it the evil of rock and roll or everything. Yeah. You can see how Dope Smoker end up like Dope Smoker. Yeah. How... Lemmy did what he did and how he lived. You can maybe look at it any other way. The guy uh, came from England to USA. He didn't come back. He mm. stayed there because he had fuzz there mm. and plays there, cheap plays there. Yeah. And what he did and how he lived, I had luck to meet the guys from the tour when they played in Zagreb, in Croatia, maybe eight years, seven, seven or eight years ago. Mm. And it was like meeting a big, big, big family. Yeah. And yeah. it was like yeah. the same, the same feeling I got, uh, funny thing is same thing I got when I was meeting the band and working with the band Floggy Molly. Right. The same, same attitude. Mm. The guys, okay, this is my family. If you're meeting me, if you're drinking with me, you're going to drink with him. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't give a shit if he's Lemmy from other. If yeah. you're drinking with the tech, you're yeah. with him. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there's, <laughs> there's no strange things. It's yeah. not like you, you don't need to have a stage rush. You don't, mm. He's not the big guy. Yeah. He's yeah. not like the, the guy, yeah. the god. He's just normal guy that's playing music that you love. He loves. He wouldn't do that. He, he doesn't yeah. like that. Doing. Yeah. <laughs> so do, do, yeah. yeah. It's, it's often you find that that after you know some of the the, the famous people I've worked with myself, after the first couple of days, they're just they're just people. They're just people like you and me. They just happen to do their big bands. Seconds, couple of seconds, give them the seconds. After they drink two beers or yeah. bottle of something, they're gonna tell you everything. Everybody yeah, yeah. just like that. Exactly. Yeah, it depends yeah. how much fuel they had to get. Mm. Uh, but on the other hand, you're gonna you're gonna see how people works. How people feels that's the most important thing of the music mm. nobody should go on a tour who can feel and figure and work with other people yeah yeah, yeah. The that's the biggest the thing that the like road crew and stuff will tell you if you if you if you've never been touring before but yet it's the big shows and playing in front of big audiences and it's all that's great that is a great part of it but there's nothing more important than that camaraderie that sense of family that you get like there's a group here against the world, a group here going to, 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 to fight, so to speak, going out and tour on this, this war, if you will, um, to go out and, and be together on that tour bus or in that van or whatever it may be. And that sense of 
family and belonging is is so important. It's just so so important to the whole process, and it's the thing that uh, you anybody that's ever been on tour will tell you. It, it, that's the thing that they miss the most. You know that that yeah. camaraderie. That's the true and the, one of the fun facts. You never heard of two guy who was blown away from the tour. Mm. Have you heard of that story? That some got, somebody got the exit doors from the tour. Yeah. You know why? The simple answer. Nobody talks about that. Yeah. Because that's guy that blew it. Yeah. That's guy who couldn't control that. Mm. Is it the drugs? Is it the girl? Is it he slept and the bus went off and he just didn't pick up the phone? Hey, guys, I'm sorry. I'm coming in, into the next show. No. Yeah. The crowd, the ego, the shit. Don't take that on the tour. Yeah. yeah you can also see what, what the biggest dude did with the ego. So why yeah. repeat that? Yeah. I love the I love the you refer to to Lemmy as the biggest dude because that's exactly how we would have wanted to be seen. It's like well, I don't know if he wanted to exactly see that, but he he, he was a father figure to a lot of us. You know, I met him yeah. twice, yeah. and and he was a father figure because he was like, look, you can you can live this lifestyle because you're told you can't, you can't smoke and drink and stuff. He told not to do that, but he's like, you can live this lifestyle and you can play this music and have and a he life. Also and told you up. it's gonna it's gonna give you and. You have to face the problems with that. Mm. He had the problem with the liver, with the vitamins. Yeah. That's yeah. good. That's normal. If you're mm. drinking every day, of course, <laughs> you're going to have some problems. Yeah. yeah. If but you're he was, smoking, he, 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 made his, he made his peace <laughs> with that, didn't he? He, he kind of like was like, look, this is who I am. He found out who he was fairly early in his life and, and just became Lemmy. He just, he, just, he just became that person. Like you say, he went from the UK and went to the US and – stayed there because that was where he was meant to be. You know, he was meant to influence the 80s guys and, and, and the punk rockers and stuff. He was meant to be that, but he was a, he was a father figure to a, a lot of people, you know, and still is, yeah. you know, and still is. So I'm just, just wrapping things up now, because we talked coming up to close to an hour. I'll definitely get Emily on again, because there's some, some great bands you're involved in. I really want to, I want to talk some uh, more about that at least. They put, Thanks, Matthew. Well, what a great perspective I was just getting from yourself about where you're from and, and, and what's going on. And I'll put, like I say, links to the band uh, on the on the show as well. But it's been uh, it's been fascinating to talk to yourself there. Uh, that that's been absolutely quality. Thanks okay. very much, Millie. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, call us again. Maybe maybe some guys will join me. Fantastic little uh, sit down there with with Akachak. It's isn't it interesting that there's an enormous amount that connects us. You know, talking at the end there about Lemmy and 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 his outlook and 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 taking that whole ethos and ca- continuing it forward in in what we do. And I think it's just interesting. The the more I talk to these people from other countries, the more I realise that the human struggle is uh, there's a lot of stuff that's similar, and it's and it's really interesting. And not for nothing as well, you know, they're an absolutely superb band. And their new single, Lone Wolf, which is out now, I suggest checking out and then going and working through their whole discography and, and checking out just a great just a great band that I would have never have heard of had they not approached me. So please, you know, if you are in a band and want to come on the show or you're an artist or performer, a, a promoter, a member of crew, guitar tech, bass tech, backline tech, whatever it may be, please get in touch. And we'll get you on the show and have a conversation. There's so so much good music out there, and it's great that this show can highlight a little, little elements of that, which is always very welcome. 
there's going to be a, quite a few shows all together because it wants to time these. What well, time this one with with Akajak's single launch today? There'll be another one coming up with Gavin Davies talking about Eradication Festival, which happens as well. I, I tried to space them out, but it made sense to put these together, and I hope you do enjoy them. As always, um, please leave your comments and anything that you want me to talk about, or any battles you do want me to cover. And it only remains for me to say thank you for listening, and I will see you at the show.